Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. <laughs> Straight talk, Monday night. Start your week off right. Controversy feels so empty without me. Ah. <laughs> peace and power, peace and power, kings and queens and my people out there. Listen, man, tonight is the night that I'm going to go in. I mean, I go in every show anyway, but over the last couple days in the last couple weeks since the NFL started, and it started back with basketball, to be honest with you, I just boycotted all sports. Thanks to Floyd Mayweather, first of all. You know what I mean? Like, he made it so bad for the sport with his business sense. You know, he making the money, so he's definitely a businessman, but you need to stay away from the ring and be a businessman. Because what you what you've done was mock the sport of boxing. And I don't know who supported you and who rocking out with you, but they're fools. They're fools. Because that was a mockery of boxing. And I always try to convince people you're a cherry picker fight fighter. You fight people when they old and they you know what I mean and, and you done got older. You don't you didn't fight nobody that was worth fighting in their prime. Pacquiao, Shane, Oscar. You ain't fighting none of them in their prime when you was in your prime and y'all was both. You didn't do it. You waited way late down the road. You didn't come back and fight a Keith Thurman. You know, you ain't fighting nobody that would have gave you the business and the work. Why? You're a businessman. You're not a fighter. You were, but you are no more. So I started boycotting sports because of you. And then the basketball thing, cats just going to teams for a ring and, and no more love and passion for the sport. You know, you know when we had the Detroit boys, you know, rumbling with, with, with the Pistons, with the, uh, with, with the Celtics or the Sixers and the Celtics, and, and you had basketball. It was physical. 
Nowadays, y'all getting paid these millions and your ankle sprain and you can't play for a month. Y'all soft. And y'all getting paid these millions and you're soft. I can't do it. And now the football thing. Kaepernick takes a stand for police brutality and social and political injustices across the globe. He takes the stand by kneeling, and no one kneeled with him. But Trump come out his face and say whatever it is that he says to turn the whole dynamic, because Kaepernick thing wasn't about the Star Spangled Banner or the pledge. It was about police brutality, social, and political injustice in this country. You know what I'm saying? That's what Kaepernick was standing for. But now all of a sudden, these cool-ass slave athletes want to be taking knees and stand in locker rooms. Where were y'all at when Cap was saying do that? If you really wanted to make a difference, you were supposed to do that when Cap said do that. He didn't even ask y'all to do it. He just did it. But y'all allowed Donald Trump to make this about him, and now you want to make stands and take knees and stay in locker rooms fighting. You heard what I said? Bite me. It's corny. See, I, I had to I had to get my thoughts together because cats is out here betting their rent money, their car note money, their baby uh uh child support money on cats that's making ten times, twenty times what they will ever see. And they feeling good about winning a hundred dollar bet, and these guys getting a hundred million. Where is your logical thinking, Nicholas? There you go, Southeast Texas. I'm gonna give you one minute to shine. See, I said the word Nicholas for you. Since you want to call in and call us that, I'm going to sit here and tell you, give you your minute of fame. Yeah, I agree. Those cats that who who not thinking on a logical level who not thinking like they're supposed to be thinking, who thinking with a slave mentality, you're absolutely right. But guess what? You're a nigga too. Now, that, that's done. I addressed it. You call in tonight. I will answer your call. Because the only thing you can say is nigga, and that's not going to bother me because I know I'm not one. So now that that's out the way, you might listen to something tonight, and it might you, you might disagree. But anyway, I'm I'm looking at the news yesterday, and I'm just saying to myself, I'm seeing all these players who, even the WNBA baseball players now, first of all, it's only making a big deal because a white man sat there and took a knee. Now, if another black man did that, that would have been another issue. But when a white baseball player did it, oh, it became news, and now all of a sudden people paying attention, really? So cat knee didn't matter. That was being defiant. That was being disrespectful. Niggas, please. So I, I was I, I was looking at my Facebook and I got an inbox, and Nick Cannon decided to do a poem, and I'm gonna play this poem for you because it makes sense. It makes sense. So if you didn't hear it, I want you to hear it first on On Point Radio. First of all, people, I apologize. My humble apologies. 
Welcome to On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. And if you know me and you know my show, you know I'm going to bring you the drama. I say what people think and I say what people feel, but just don't say it. I don't care about making friends. I don't care who likes me and who doesn't. I'm going to speak my truth, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not. All I want you to do is think about what I'm saying. See if it makes any sense to you. So I'm going to play this this little Nick Cannon piece because I want the people out there to hear it in case they didn't. I want them to hear it. All right? So, So pay attention to what Nick Cannon is saying. It's called Stand for What? And I'm not even a Nick Cannon fan, but shout out to you, Nick Cannon. Stand for what? For your army that none of our sons truly belong? Stand for what? The hundred years it took them to convince Congress to become the anthem after 40 failed attempts? Stand for what? Your forefathers who are really just pimps? Stand for what? The song about war, not freedom. That's how you want to lead them? Brainwashing your people. That's how you want to treat them? Slave masters with the cops knife stick. That's how you continue to beat them. Stand for what? The beginning of slavery in 1619? For the end of those black marines of 1814. That's really what the lyrics are about. They may have taken the word slave out, but they forgot to remove the slave connotations from their brains and their mouth. The mentality to make America greater than your imagination is how you out. Hating because we burned down their White House. Gave proof to the night that it lights out. To that old elitist white supremacy thinking. Drunk off their ass with power at baseball games, singing and drinking. Man, stand for what? Stand for something or fall for dumb shit. Stand for what? To salute the red, white, and blue on a flag with my colors not reflected? Stand for what? To uphold laws that were embedded to have my community negatively affected? Stand for what? Your racist systemic melodies are mind manipulating rhetoric? Did you know that the government pays sports organizations for plays to make people more patriotic? This MK Ultra Soul Control needs to stop. I can still love my country and hate that fucked up song about rockets and bombs bursting in air. Reminds me of Charlottesville, vicious glare, and police shootings with no care, like the dash cameras wasn't there. Stand for what? Monuments and statues of old slave masters, constant reminders of our nation's disasters, the heroes in Houston, the doctors, the poets, the pastors. That's who I want to shape our greatness after. I honor and respect our men and women of service. But we've been taught to idolize wars without purpose. The majority of our military casualties are all minority soldiers. So let's make statues for those warriors because they surely deserve it. But Mount Rushmore was built by the Ku Klux Klan. So why in the fuck should I have respect for those men? Damn, it's not my country and it's not yours either. Go back to Africa, I wish we never had to leave. But the entire world is our neighborhood. So why do we perceive certain blocks to be bad and other blocks to be good? Instead of glorifying the past, we got to focus on the future. Dick Gregory warned me, if you speak up, they probably going to shoot you. But I shout for his eternal voice along with Martin Malcolm and Marcus Garvey. And I march wholeheartedly for their legacy. Because I'll say it loud as you can speak. Fuck Francis Scott Chief and General Robert E. Lee. They don't represent me, and neither do either of these hypocritical political parties. I am a native of the cosmic and universal God energy. Even though the Constitution really don't apply to me, I'll try to exercise my freedom of speech. 
going down to a true king is the only way to let freedom ring. Stand for what? I ain't standing for shit. Except Kaepernick. Wow. 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 DJ Till, you in the building? I, I know yeah, man, that was some stuff, man. What the hell? What you, what you think man? about that right there? I'm not a Nick Cannon fan, but I take his poetry over his rap songs any day. What, what you think about that right there? Shoot, Nick Cannon sound like somebody told me that. I don't even know who the heck. That doesn't even sound like a Nick Cannon. That sound like that bull. What's his name? That bull. Um, what's that bull? That, 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 yes! Like I thought that was Griff. <laughs> I really thought that was him. Nah, that, was him. that was him, wasn't it? No, nah, was that was Nick Cannon, man. That was Nick Cannon. Listen, listen, people out there in Radio Land, let's let's have a serious conversation. Let's get off the athletes for a quick minute because we're going to come back to them later. But how many of us regular people, because they ain't regular, they're not regular. They want the world to believe that they're regular, but as long as they have that type of money, they'll never be regular until they lose that money. Then they'll see what regular feels like again, when you have to live week to week for a paycheck, when you have to live by letting your ends justify the means. See, they don't know what that's like. They live a lavish lifestyle of privilege, you know what I mean, until they mismanage and misbudget their money and they go broke or they get robbed by the people out there that they're paying so much money to. But let's talk about us, the regular people. How many of y'all out there hate your job? You go in every day. First of all, you wake up like, oh, I got to go back up in this place. How many of you do that? I know there's many of you out there that do that because I did it as well. Oh, my God. Another day. No matter what job it was. It was just like, ah, and it ain't about being lazy. It's about being overworked and underpaid. I know callers out there feel that same freaking way. You're overworked, you're underpaid. By the time you get your check, the government's going to put their little greedy paws on it. And then on top of that, you've got enough just to pay your bills. Just enough to live. Then you got to sacrifice for 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 you know extra and your kids just to just to have a little outing time with them. You got to sacrifice and rob Peter to pay Paul. Y'all gotta feel me on this. If if the world if the the people in the world is tired of being underpaid underappreciated and overworked, then stand up. Stop buying tickets to these damn concerts. Stop buying tickets to these goddamn games. Stop buying tickets and supporting these plays and all that stuff where these actors and actresses are getting millions, and you are spending your hard-earned money to support that. I'm all for supporting people. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying make them bring it down a notch or two or 10. Make them bring it down. Stop supporting these things. Yesterday it said that yesterday was the lowest showing rating for a a football game or a football weekend. 
good. Now let's make them go down again next week. Let's empty the seats. It's the stadium seats. That's how you send your message, people. You're not going to send your message arguing, yelling, hollering, hooping, and screaming, and still buying tickets. You're not. You're, you're never going to, going to, going to, going to uh, get your message across. You're not going to prove your point that way. What I've learned when I've obtained knowledge of self and who I am, where I come from, who my people are, what my people have done, who they are, what they continue to do, who they will always be, I learn. You want to hit the white man, hit his pockets. He don't like that. He can't take that. That's suicidal to him. He's jumping off buildings. Hit his pockets. You want to make a statement? Don't watch no more games. Watch the network start to fall. Fold. Don't go to the movies. Get yourself a fire stick and watch it for free if you really want to see it. I'm telling you how to make a change. I'm telling you how to strategize and revolutionize. This is what needs to be done. Hit his pockets. See, I was a teacher for 15 years with the school district of Philadelphia. Yes, I was. And I did a pretty damn good job, if I must say so myself. And I didn't leave because of the children. I left because of the politics of, of, of uh, the system. You're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. And I felt like I was part of the problem because they wanted me to teach things that I knew was wrong. I can't support that. I won't support that. They were closing schools, laying teachers off. Teachers, first of all, in Philadelphia, as a teacher, you, do you know that there's a law that you cannot strike as a teacher in Philadelphia? There's a law that was signed in the late. 70. I had to learn that the hard way because I tried to get teachers to strike. Then I couldn't get unemployment one, 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 one summer, and I went to unemployment office like, yo, I want to strike then. Well, there's a law that says the, the teachers in the school district of Philadelphia can't strike. They signed it back in the late 70s. Yada, yada, yada. What? Why would you do a dumb thing like that? But even more so, why do you have? Why do we have to strike to get a raise? Why do we have to strike to get a pension? Why do we have to strike to get a contract? But you sign a million dollar contracts and hundreds of million dollars of contracts with these dumbass athletes. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why do we value? Why do? Why does this country value entertainment? over education, and then we wonder why kids don't care about school, that they want to throw a ball, shoot a ball, and run. Should I would too. If you ever seen the Bronx tell, you heard Cologelo tell his dad, and Sonny tell Cologelo, the working man is a sucker. So Cologelo went back and told his dad who drove a bus. The, work, the, dad is, the working man is a sucker, dad. And his dad said, no. The working man ain't a sucker. 
He said anybody can stand on the corner and sell drugs. Anybody can throw a ball, run a catch a ball. Anybody can do that. That's the sucker. That's the one who's got by the balls. Because the moment they, they, dis- they disagree or they do something wrong, you see what happened, Kaepernick. They cut you off. They cut that bank account. So I hope you're doing something with your money, Cap. I'm, I'm sure he is. He probably all right. But those nigger-minded cats out there, those run nigger run slaves, jump nigga jump, catch nigga catch, them, oh, they blowing their money, strip clubs, party clubs. They blowing their money. Trust and believe they probably not, most likely not investing it wisely. And ain't none of them building community centers in their hoods that they come from. They don't care. But yet we, the working community, who have to drag ourselves out of bed and drag ourselves to a time clock and don't be late because we're going to get docked then too, then got to work eight hours, and some jobs you can't leave until somebody relieve you, so you might be doing more. And some jobs, when the weather is bad, you got to stay there because the next shift can't come. Listen. No, we're not doing that. See, the problem is people don't have the balls and the heart to stand up and fight no more. See, SEPTA would have never done what they did back in the Montgomery boycott, boycott days. SEPTA wouldn't have lasted. But people are so scared. Listen, people, you don't have to be scared or get to work no more. Catch Uber. Catch Lyft. Take a cab. Stop allowing SEPTA to do what they're doing, monopolizing the city. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? Are we that shallow of a people that we are that scared to let go? Listen, I lost my job in November, and it wasn't my fault. The whole place got shut down. Everybody got laid off. And I made a conscious decision right then and there. I never want to ever, ever put my hands in another man's, my life in another man's hand, my feet in another man's hand. Now, do I want to go back to work? Eh. Yeah and no, because I work for myself right now, and I'm good with that. But, you know, the consistency of knowing that you're going to get a paycheck and how much it's supposed to be every two weeks, that that kind of brings about a more stability feeling, more stable feeling. Opposed to working for yourself and you get this amount this day and then this amount the next day, but you're still getting paid. But I'm going to go ahead with that path right there until I get to where I want to be. See, I ain't your average dude. I can't think like them small-minded dudes and those those quick-minded dudes that just want to get it, you know, get some quick money real quick. I've been there and I've done that already. I done led that life. I done paid the price for that life. Being hard-headed, not listening to what my mom's telling me. 
But she was basically telling me what Willie Lynch said. You break the mother, you break the child. So obey the law. Just go ahead and pay the tickets. Obey the law. Just go ahead and do what the cops say. Obey the law and don't do nothing wrong. Listen, I'm standing up for what's right. Right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm standing up for what I believe is right. That's why I'm the person that I am. And I'm unapologetic about it. If you don't like me, that's fine. If you don't know me, you will if you listen to me on on Point Radio. You will if you have a conversation with me sitting down. But don't prejudge me. How many of y'all are tired of being overworked? Where you sitting there doing all the work and your coworkers sitting there painting their nails, sitting there on the phone, taking two hour lunches, and the work falling on your lap. And if you say something, now it's an issue. Now y'all got to meet with the supervisor. Now y'all got to get warning. Like, come on. What are we doing? See, some people ain't going to want to hear this, man, because some of us just have a slave mentality. Some of us just have that slave mentality. We do. DJ Chill, what's the deal, man? Talk to me about this word. You ever had a job where you were tired of going in every day and you felt like you was overworked and underpaid? Especially if you do construction. I hear construction men make some good money, but was y'all making uh, athlete money? Was y'all making actor money? Rapper money? No, no, no. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a question, DJ. So before you start, let me ask you a question. What did you want to be when you grew up? Do you Damn. remember? Um, at the time, I think I wanted to be. A dad gonna show sure up didn't want to be a teacher because my parents were teachers. I was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> but I think I wanted to be. It was something dealing with a lot of money. I always wanted to make a lot of money, but it was something I don't can't remember. I think you know what? If I was something stupid, like a like an artist or something, something I can't remember. Because it had, it had multiple things I wanted to do. Dang, I can't even remember. No. I don't want to say the wrong thing. So you don't remember what you wanted to be when you when you were younger? No. Nah. There was, there was so many things that I, I thought about doing because, you know, when you're in school, do that, you can do this, you can do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And and now, hey, I can't even remember what I really wanted to do. Well, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you what I wanted to do. I really wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a lawyer when I was younger, and it was because I was always argumentative. I was always argumentative. I'm still argumentative to this day. You know what I'm saying? So. What, what, I don't know why, you know, we, when we're younger, we always tend to want to be one thing, but it changes, it constantly changes until you decide what it is 
when you get older that you want to be. So me, personally, I wanted to be a lawyer. But hold your thought real quick. Let me let me get this caller in. Um, let me get this caller in. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with Joe's Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point, who we on the live with. Hello, hello. This is Miss T's Queen. How you doing? Peace and power, Queen. Peace and power. How are you? I'm good. I'm sitting here listening to y'all. Just got done eating my dinner. And, you know, about the topic, I did have to pay student loans. I do like my job. I've been nursing for 13 years now. I feel like we undercompensated, definitely. (laughs) And, um, you know, what you were saying was just funny because I used to tell my son all the time he needs to be a lawyer. And I used to want to be by watching um, the Cosby show and watching Claire Huxtable. And I told my son, you you debated, well, you're going to be a good lawyer, you know, if you decide to be going to law school. But, yeah, you know, I think it's good for everybody to uh, be in some type of business for themselves. I was talking with a fellow the other day. Uh, he just got out of prison for after 20 years. And he used to call into my radio show um, about, a year ago, about a year and a half ago. Uh, I've had a few since then, but he was like, well, you know, he can't get no job because his felonies on his record. And I was like, oh, you can, you know, there's things out here you can do. You can get a vendor's license. You know, you got you a nice F-150, hook that little barbecue grill up on the back of it, go to the parks, go to the events, make your own money. So, yeah, we can think outside of the box. And not wait to be be doing just, you know, like a nine to five because I can, like, do massages on the side and I'm licensed for that and that's $100 an hour, you know, so you don't have to wait to just clock in to, um, and, you know, for somebody to tell you what to do, you can be your own boss. So that's a good point and so just you brought up tonight. So let me ask you this question. You're in the business of saving lives. You're a nurse. Correct. Right. Do you, how I don't believe in fair, but I believe in just. Right. How mm-hmm. just do you think it is that you are in the business? Doctors and nurses are in the business of saving lives and 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 and, and making people feel better. I don't want to right. say healing, but making people better. Right. And yet you don't make near the amount that these athletes are making. How does that make you feel? Or these actors? Or these singers? How does that make you feel? Right. I think we all are in America under um undercompensated, you know, um, people in the healthcare field, teachers, people in customer service because we actually have to not just give them comfort and healing and inspiration and while we're helping them we also have to deal with all ages and races and nationalities and, and you know, uh, people who are racist and all kind of things, you know. So, yeah, it's, that's a sad case, but, you know, we make do with it. Wow. I don't like 
at all. But, yeah, I, I do see, like, when I was in high school and college, I was seeing uh, a lot of the guys wanting to only be football, basketball players. Like, all they wanted to do was just try to make it to the NFL, NBA, because that's where the money was, and they give you tuitions to do that, you know, not to actually, like, do something for yourself. So, right. yeah. A full ride. It. A full ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And yet and still, you can get straight A's. You can be valedictorian, and you still potentially won't get a full ride. And still mm-hmm. going to have to pay back student loans. And still might not get a job in your field. And now, I'm, I'm just asking you, does this make sense to you? None at all. And then um, I want you and DJ to chill to uh, look up my Facebook wall when y'all get time. I, I actually posted a video. Um, His name was, let me see, LaShawn McCoy. And he was stretching during the national anthem. Like, he couldn't kneel because he didn't want the backlash and get cut and not make his money. So I understand they compromising position, but he didn't stand either. He got down on the ground and started stretching during the whole national anthem. Now, <laughs> so they compromising position, but they know what's going on too. They they know that they gotta just do as told basically, or else. So we don't ever want to find ourselves in that kind of position, no matter how much they're gonna pay you, because they can easily get taken away just like that. And and their fall is greater than ours. Because if we don't do it with thoughts or master tell us what to do at work, then we could potentially lose our job, you know, but we could potentially get another job. But Yeah, them, they can get hurt for life. Yeah. Right. Them, you can be cut, and depending on what you did, another team won't pick you up, Colin Kaepernick. So let me let me let me say this to you. This is what happened. Right? Um mm-hmm. Jerry Jones who is the the football owner of the Dallas Cowboys, right? Mm -hmm. He told his players, well, first of all, let's start with Trump. The only reason why these players is making this upheaval now is because Trump called them sons of bitches. Let's be honest. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what? He called them sons of bitches. That's the only reason why they're doing this now, right? (laughs) Because when Chat did it and said it, they wasn't listening. They were scared to death to, to do anything. Now, all of a sudden, we got solidarity. Whatever. Kiss my ass. Don't buy it. Y'all see. You know what I'm saying? So, at the end of the day, it's one of them things where he said, if the owners start firing the staff and the coaches and the players, then you'll make it, you'll see, you know, what happens. You'll, You'll see them get back on the field. Well, Jerry Jones, who's the owner of the Cowboys, Dallas, Texas, Shout out to our racist caller from Southeast Texas who call in and, you know, call us all type of derogatory names. We don't care. But, you know, Texas is the most racist state and place in this country. I thought it was down south. Texas is down south. But, you know, that's, that's, that's down, down, down south. You know what I mean? And they are the most racist people on the face of this earth. So Jerry Jones told his staff, his coaches, and his players, you will stand for the national anthem and the mm-hmm. Pledge of Allegiance, and you will put your hand over your heart, and if you don't, you will be fired. Wow. 
that you and the Trump had lunch together. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's a correction there. I just got finished watching it, and they all kneeled, all of them, the whole daggone thing in the middle of the floor. They all, they all kneeled. That's not a correction. Man. That's not a correction. Here's what's happening. Let's look at what happens this week. Let's see what happens this week. Because, see, here's the catch. They they're playing right in the now. Locker room. No, they're playing right now. That's y'all well, were listening tonight. Yeah, somebody was telling me about well, it, and I thought about it, but I'm on the, I'm with the protest, so it's really not even that interesting to me when you see that they just using everybody. And you're right. Solidarity, if they would just stick together, it wouldn't be. The Super Bowl, all them um, commercials and stuff wouldn't even matter because, you know, there wouldn't be no show. I think Jay-Z, I seen, he said he wasn't going to do the halftime show, and they offered him like a bunch of millions of dollars. Right. So, uh, you know, if they had a platform, yeah, they should do this right. But then, like you said, they can't lose their lifestyle, and they got family, too. So, you know, they're just in the catch-22. That's that's a shame to be in that position. Well, DJ Chill, let me say this. If they did kneel today, let's see what happened tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know Jerry Jones, he's not going to fire the whole team, and they know that. He know that. We all know that. But let's see how this plays out because he definitely said these words. Hold on, I got some. They hold on. Oh, so that's, I mean, that's why that's why he kneeled in the middle of the field with him then, so he could retract everything he just said. Well, listen, if he kneeled with him, more power to him. I still want to see what happens and what's the outcome. Okay, I just asked somebody who's watching the. Um, yeah, but well, yeah, he said yeah, the whole team kneeled during during a uh, national anthem. Yeah. Let's yeah. see what happened. Right now. And you know they they uh boss told them that they couldn't kneel. Yeah, he doesn't want. Yep. Because see here here here's the thing. I've read this yeah. before I came out my face with it. I read the words quoted from Jerry Jones. Mm. But, you know, Jerry Jones is one of them smooth-type grand wizards. He'll tell you, Guess Five, shout out to Guess Five, who said Jerry Jones nailed with the team. That's cool. That's mm. cool. I'm glad I'm, they changed I'm, it. I wish I would have saw that because I'm going to post it on my Facebook, on On Point Facebook page, where he says the word. So mm. I want to see how that plays out. How did he go backwards and retract, and why? Oh, That's yeah, he probably got a lot of backlash from that. So here's, here's what I know. You know what I know? Uh, what's the Pittsburgh Steelers coach name? Uh, Ka- uh, Ka- oh, man. Bill Cowher. No, not Bill Cowher. He retired. What's the, it begins with a C, though. The black guy. Hey, what's the Who? Steelers uh, coach name? The, the, the Steelers Mike, Mike Tubman? Mike Thomas is a Steelers coach. Thomas. Yeah. Mike, Thomas. Yeah. Mike Thomas. Thank you. Mike Thomas. There you go. Thanks, Gaspar. This uh, this is how out of the loop with sports I've been. I've stopped watching sports for some time now. Mike Tomlin stood on his side with his hand on his heart singing the national anthem. 
know what I'm saying? And doing the Pledge of Allegiance. My, my homeboy just said they didn't even come out for the national anthem yesterday. No, <laughs> no, Mike Tomlin was out there. I did see that part because my mom thought I wanted to see football, but I had to tell her I don't watch sports no more, but my little cousins wanted to watch it because she had a big dinner yesterday at her house. So my little cousins wanted to watch it, so she put it on, and I ended up falling asleep. But I did see when they showed Mike Tomlin standing there with uh, some other coaches with his hand over his heart, saying the pledge, and, and, and singing the Star Spangled Banner or whatever national anthem, whatever they sing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've seen him do that myself. Why didn't he stay in the locker room with his team? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, if you want to make a statement, you have to hit him where it hurts. And fighting and looting and rioting, that's not how it hurts. They don't hurt because of that. They have insurance. Until we build. They'll re they'll relocate and rebuild. That doesn't hurt them. You just made yourself miss out on a poppy store. At the end of the day, you have to stop supporting it. You have mm-hmm. to stop buying from them. You have to stop attending these games. When you do this, you send a strong message. But it can't be one or two people. It has to be 1,000 and 2,000 people. See, because 1,000 or 2,000 people is a lot missing from 20,000 in the stands. One or two, not. But 1,000 a, a to 2,000 seats empty, they fill a little bit of that. So back to, and Ms. Seems Clean, I want you to, I'm, I'm keeping you unmuted because I want you to stay in this conversation. But I want to know, as far as education and employment goes, why is it that we're told to go to college and get a good job and many people go to college and come out and don't have a job, many people go to college and come out and don't have a job in the field in which they have the degree for? So why is it that they tell us to go to college, get a good job, this, that, and the third, but yet and still, it's the athletes who get full ride, who go and get this money, and can pay back. They don't. First of all, they either don't have a student loan, or they can pay that with with half of one of their checks. And you know what? So, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that too because I was. We should tell our children that, too. I told my son, like, you don't have to go to college. You could get a trade within a year and not have to spend half of your check paying back student loans. Like, like when we was growing up, it was important to go to college. But now, if you really think about it, it's not really necessary. You can learn trades within a year and make good money. And, uh, you know, eventually go into business for yourself. You don't have to go to college. And I think we should start telling our youngest that. And this is what I tell the youth every time I come in contact with them. Find yourself a passion of what you like to do mm-hmm. and make it a business. This is what I tell the youth now. Because to be honest with you, 
even when we were coming up, college wasn't important. They made it important, but your most wealthiest men in this world didn't attend the college. Some of them didn't even finish school. And, you know, some of our, a lot of our soldiers are coming back home, and, you know, I work at the VA hospital with them, and, and they they have to basically go back down to, like, minimum wage jobs because they don't have the stuff they was doing in there that don't correlate to the real world, you know. So. Even, even as a soldier, Miss Tears Queen, even as a soldier, you putting your life on the line over in other countries fighting in wars and combats and still not making that type of money. Yeah, you shouldn't even get out and eat in the work, period. You should be compensated for the rest of your life for that. But, nah, exactly. You know. Exactly. Hold, hold that thought, though. Uh, DJ Chill, I'm going to come back to you, Miss Sears Queen. Stay on the line for me if you can, please, and we're going to take this caller. Peace and power. Mm-hmm. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. Who are we on the line with? Oh, you thought I could just call from South Texas? I don't care where you call from. No, bro, it's me, man. I know. I know. I know. What's up, bro? How you feeling, man? Peace and power, King. What do you got, bro? Peace and power, King. Look, I know your voice, bro. People's probably Look, everybody on the joint, just everybody listening, their eyes just got real wide. Like, oh, my God. Oh, man. He didn't just do that. Look, look, I made you laugh, though. See that? See that? I got to laugh about you. You did. You did. You did. Yeah. You did. True that. True that. Yeah. And I don't DJ, like the last. So good job. Yeah, DJ, good job. DJ Chill was great. Go bananas on the joint. He was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> right? No, but see what it is. You know what I mean? You you want you want point as always, but you know what I mean? I uh I gotta kinda beg to differ with you with us with with the athletes. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm only playing. You know what I mean? No, me and my brother, we got rise to go to school. For playing ball, but we had to work extra hard though. We don't have, we ain't have it like these dudes. They get to hit, go to music appreciation. Yeah, you know I mean, you go in the classroom. They say you want to hear music, and you say I appreciate that. You get an A. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We had to bust our hump to do what we had to do because one, we was at a, <laughs> we we went to a Catholic college. Picture that. You know what I mean, three Muslims in a Catholic college doing the damn thing. That's what we had to do. Right. But in reference to how they say how uh, white America, because that's all it is. There is only one America, and that's white America. That's it. You know, we don't we don't subscribe to that America, period. We was here before them, way before they even got here. So we had another name for this country, and they stole that too. Yeah, I mean, they erased that memory. But what people don't realize is, technically, if you want to go by the code of the so-called flag, when you stretch the flag, the flag is not supposed to be stretched out over a field. It should not be on apparel. It's not even supposed to be folded. So when soldiers go go overseas and 
they die and the flag is draped over their coffin, that's desecration of the flag if you want to go by the flag code. If you think I'm playing with you, it's Mr. I can't believe he said that. Look it up for yourself. Not it's supposed not supposed to, to be. The ground either. Huh? Not supposed Never to touch supposed the ground either. It's not supposed to be horizontal. It's supposed to be vertical, up in the air, right? It is not supposed to be on any apparel other than if a military off, uh, military officer has it on his uniform. Correct. You know what I mean? So what are they talking schematics about people disrespecting the flag? They've been disrespected that flag. They disrespected the flag ever since they told you Betsy Ross did it when a black lady sold it. You know what I'm saying? So we we got to understand what they're doing to us. They already they already erased our history when they went into Kemet and, and destroyed the tablets. And, and stole the other ones and put them in the Vatican. Yeah, well, we already know that. The Vatican knows, mm-hmm. right? And if you pay close attention to the Pope's headdress, it looks that of ancient Kemet, the Egyptians, the pharaohs. His headrest resembles theirs. It's amazing how, you know, we we take on so much from our oppressors and we deal with that. And they try to say, Oh, you know, they, they, they then we wanna we wanna whitewash it and say, Oh, they was just twisting the words and we got the true word and this nah, stop. If somebody beating you in the head Constantly Do that make you want to join the Ku Klux Klan And he a white man No The only reason why these players is doing What they doing now is like you said Because of what Trump said And right. by the way Kaepernick he, he went last year Before he knew he was going to get cut Right He put his, He set aside his contract To where he didn't get paid last year he was living off the money the year before. So even though he's not playing, they're still paying him. That's why he's still able to maneuver. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, 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 they sit up here and they glorify. You've you, you, you got, uh, what's this kid? The kid from Oklahoma City. Oklahoma Thunder, right? Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Westbrook. He signed a five-year $205 million extension on his basketball contract. He ain't won shit. They say Michael Jordan, the greatest player to ever play the game. He never got, the highest Mike got was $30 million. That's what these regular athletes are getting now. And they ain't put the body of work in that Michael Jordan put in. These, these, it, 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 it's all set up. It's set up and designed for us to fail. Until we open up our eyes and know that we got to band together and do Black Wall Street all over again to where we buy from us and we sell goods to each other or we trade goods with each other, stop supporting the Chinese store. Stop, stop supporting the poppy store. 
Why don't you when that when that black man open up a store in your neighborhood, why you don't go see him? Instead of trying to rob him. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Why you why don't we support black owned businesses? We don't do that. We rather run to the other man and do whatever he says do. That's the problem that we have. Right? If people think Colin Kaepernick kneeling, right? It's about the flag. You're a fool. That's the right. thing. So what you going? So what you going to say? Rosa Parks sat in the front of the bus. Well, even though she didn't, Claudette Colvin sat in the front of the bus to boycott the transportation system. We gotta wake up, people. We gotta do better, please. We gotta do and, something, man. And 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 just on that 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 because I hate the fact that many of us are uneducated and blind to the Rosa Parks story, but um, I, I I always taught my children this and, and my students this in the classroom. I told them about Claudette Colvin. Not only was it Claudette Colvin who did it first, but there were nine other people names on that lawsuit other than Rosa Parks. People don't know that. See, Rosa Parks, here was the difference. Claudette Colvin said, I'm not, she was 15 years old. She said, I'm not getting out of my seat for you. Rosa Parks said, I'm tired. I just got off of work. You know what I'm saying? So Rosa Parks did it in a way of, and this was the Malcolm X versus Martin Luther King thing. Malcolm says, you do it to me, I'll do it back to you. Dr. King said, you can do what you want to do to me, I'm going to turn the other cheek. No. No. Now, here, now just, to, just to bring a point to what you said, because it was accurate as hell. And here's the thing. The reason why blacks won't sell black, won't buy black, other than the crab in the barrel effect, is two things. One, they go to the Asian store and get hair, opposed to going to the black store to get hair because they say it costs too much. They'll go, but yet and still, they'll go to the chicks or models or anywhere and buy a Nike apparel that's overpriced but won't go to a black store and buy something that has, you know, uh, uh, black messages on it. You know what I'm saying? Something that you can wear to feel proud of yourself and your heritage and your culture. They won't do that, but they'll go spend 80 and $90 on a Nike T-shirt that ain't going to last but a minute. See, our mentality is screwed. And the second reason is this. The moment we make that stand, and we get the, the, the powers that be, with my quote fingers, to break and say, okay, we'll give you this. We'll go right back to the slave mentality. Well, we made them do this, and so it's cool. It's all right now. No, it don't stop there. They broke because they know they need you. So now you got to start your own. So you can show you show them you don't need them. This is the problem that we black folks see. Here's the thing: we done been slaves or enslaved for so long, and we were taught to get good jobs. No one taught us to own our own business. All through school, you learn go to college and get a job. You learned if you dropped out, get a job. No one told us to own our own business. And that's something we need to start doing now. Like Miss C. Queen said, start teaching your children now. 
You don't have to work for nobody. Like I've always taught the children, find a passion and make it your business. I tell my daughters the same thing. I tell my sons the same thing. If you want to go out and work, get the experience of working until you can put yourself in position to start your business. Do that. Get the experience of it. Go feel like, go, go get a feel of what it feels like to be enslaved, working for corporate America, getting your paycheck, half of it already gone, and now you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay the bills and spread the wealth. Get that experience. It should make you mad enough to want to start your own or work for yourself. Takes a little more time, but it's worth it in the end. Mister, I can't believe he said that. Hold the line real quick for me. We got a caller here. Let's get this call in. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is Straight Talk with your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. Who we on the line with? It's me, Wanda Dre. Hello. What's up, Wanda Dre? Hey, how are you? Man, listen, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yes, I all. am. I know that's right. I'm loving this topic that you having because um, let me start off with the first thing that you were talking about when you were talking about um, the thing with the patronizing the American flag. And I got to say this much, uh, Mr. I can't believe he said that is exactly right about the disrespect of the, the flag has been going on for years. We look at other countries how they, you know, really take towards us because a lot of countries don't like us. They've been burning the American flag for years. So as far as disrespecting the American flag, that has been going on for years. That's nothing new. But just because this man gets in and he has something to say, now on a suddenly, everything has to be changed around. I have a problem with that. Yes, we all, you know, blessed to be in America or whatever, but America ain't all what it crops up to be. But, I mean, we're blessed. But you can't force someone to do something like that. What if it was a religious belief for whatever reason? But not just that. I mean, why are we making such a big deal out of that when there's so many other things in this country that we need to be concentrating on? So that's the first thing that I got to say when it comes down to that. Um, and he, he went totally to the left with that when he was saying, you know, the the comment that he had made. Like, that that's not even necessary. Coming from a president, like, we already know <laughs> how he is. And I'm going to keep my opinion to myself. I'm going to try to keep it as nice as possible. But for him to make that comment, he went too far with that. Second thing I wanted to, you the know, say. Huh? The son of a bitch comment? Yes. He took it too far. He took it too far. And sometimes I think that he does a lot of those things just to get attention, to get the media in there, because he likes stuff like that. He thrives off of stuff like that. He's just evil. You know, and then the other thing was when you were talking about um, telling your children about going to colleges and things like that, you were absolutely right. Um I, I just had this conversation with my son just yesterday. And I said <clears throat> to my son, I said, a lot of people may think that I'm strange for saying this, but I do not feel as though you should force your children to go to college. And my mom had raised us the same way because she said, why should I waste my money on you going to college 
if you if your mind is not there at that point. If you're more so concentrating on work and you want to go ahead and make that money for right now, then go ahead and do that. When you pick the career choice that you want and you want to exceed in that, then you find out what you need to do to do that. Fortunately, with me being a hairdresser, that was the trade that I chose to do. So I knew I had to go to school for it. I went to school for it, but it only took me nine months. And now here I am, 25 years later, still doing the business. So like I told my son, you ain't got to be college bound to have your own business. You can right. have your own business just by, because my son just so happened to follow my steps, and he's a barber. So I told him, I said, get your papers, get your, you know, certificate. If you want to advance and do teaching, <clears throat> by all means, go ahead and do that. But I feel as though it's much cheaper to actually do a trade than it is to do college. Because even though you're going to be doing student loans on both of them, for one, you can kind of knock out a little bit faster than the other and start your trade and actually own your business after, you know, maybe a couple of years or whatever after you finish that trade. But when you're going to college, sometimes depending on what you're taking up, five and six years, and it's going to, probably going to take you another five or six years to actually pay that money back. Now you're sitting there, you're taking another job that has nothing to do with what you took up. You're sitting there going broke trying to pay back a student loan. The family is broke because they done because they want to try to look good. Oh, I sent my baby to college, yeah. And you drained your bank account in the process, and now you have nothing. You're sitting there eating peanut butter and jelly at the table while that child still is trying to find their way as far as in life what they want to do. And they still don't have a job in their career. And they settle on for something that's minimal wages. And the bottom line is, it's because of the, the economic struggle that we're going through right now that people have to go through that. They're not getting paid the, the top dollar that they should be getting paid for, even with that degree, because of the economy being so bad. Well, you know, with that, with that, with that degree, there comes the words. Uh, uh, how do how do they say it? Um, starting salary. Uh huh. Starting salary. So they promote it. Yeah, you can make, you know, $100,000 in this profession, but the starting salary is Uh $60,000. You know what I'm saying? So you have to work up to that $100,000. But you said a few things interesting, Wonder Dre, one of which is back then, I don't know if, if we remember or realize, but our people were hustlers. And when I say hustlers, I'm not talking about just running numbers. I'm right. talking about my uncle had his own mechanic shop. Uh-huh. My other uncle had a barber shop. You know what I'm saying? This is this was hustling. This was your business was you hustling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is uh-huh. what they took those trades and those skills. You know, one of my cut one of my uncles was a carpenter. Right? So they right. took those trades and their, those skills and they applied them and they earned their own money for it. They were able to charge people what they wanted to charge people. They were able to get up and go to work when they felt like getting up and going to work. If they didn't want to make money for that day, then they didn't make money for that day. That was their business. You know what I'm saying? Where, right. you know, if you decide you have to have a certain amount of call-out days, 
you have a certain amount of sick days, vacation days, and what they call uh, 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 floating days. You might get one or two floating days. And now they done added you might get a jury duty day or two. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? So they're going to just dictate to you how often you can take off. They're going to dictate uh-huh. to you when you can take off and what's a good enough reason for you to take off. But see, these athletes, they can't ever take off. The only way they can take off is if they're sick or if they're hurt. Other than that, they can't take off. We can we can still call out on the sixth day or still take a vacation day. But the athletes, they can't do that. The singers and rappers, they can't do that. Because when they cancel shows, you know, promoters and venues want their money. Because they done sold tickets that they got to pay back money. Mm. So they can't just do it. So when our children, like, here's the deal that I have with my daughters, right? And my sons, I, I, I didn't really push it to them because they were living with their mothers, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't able to really push it to them like I wanted to. So my youngest son went to college. He got his degree, but he's going to pay back his student loan. But my daughter that's 16 right now, I sat her and my 10-year-old down, and I said, listen, you do not have to go to college. However, if you do want to go to college, you make the college come to you. Make them come to you. Make them pay for you to bring your mind to their establishment. That way, if you decide you don't want to be there no more, you can leave. It's on their dollar. It's on their dollar. That's right. So my daughter is getting straight A's right now. She's been getting straight A's since elementary. She's in the, 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 the 11th grade. Straight A student. She wants to be a lawyer. She sings, she acts, but she wants to be a lawyer. And I also taught my children, it's okay if you want to be an athlete, but you better have something to fall back on, which is a lot of a lot of these athletes don't have nothing to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So they'll do what everybody else do. They'll come out with a clothing line. Mm-hmm. They'll come out with... With, with a hairline. They don't have a profession to fall back on. The most athletes' professions that they'll fall back on is what? A physical therapist. Right. And and when you think about it, that's because they really don't have no other time once they get involved with that. Because it takes up so much of their time. So let me ask you this. And I, I asked Ms. Tia Queen, and I asked DJ Chill, and I got to come back to DJ Chill with it. But let me ask you this. Have you uh-huh. ever worked at a job and you loathed going and you felt overworked and underpaid? Yes, I so have. how does it make you feel to see these athletes make all this money and bitch about a, 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 a sore ankle, a twisted ankle, or, they or, can- or a sprung wrist? Right. They can't even afford to do that because half of them are, are really broken up and still have to get out there and play. They don't care about their health issues. You got to physically fall out or die on that court in order for them to actually feel some type of way towards you. And half of them, they get their ribs broke and ankles all jacked up and everything and torn ligaments, and they right back in the next game. 
Not now. Not now. You know why? Because they have a thing where they call it protecting their investment. Oh. See, yeah. Protecting their investment means we're paying you all this money, so we're going to make sure you stay healthy. So if you got a sprained ankle, we ain't going to take no chances on that. We're going to wait till you fully recover before we put you back out there. But, see, what you're talking about was our players back when we were coming up. Right. They played with whatever injury they had. They still balled. You know what Mm -hmm. you did? They put an ace bandage on that jaw, and they hopped up and down the field. They sure did. Or up and down the court. Yes. Yes. But you don't see that no more because these, this new generation is soft. Not, mm-hmm. just in the, not just as athletes, but even in the streets. They don't get out there and fight no more. They'd rather shoot. It's quicker. It's easier. They don't have to worry about the loss. Right. They can go on a run and then go to jail and still get to be hot in the cot. And all they got to worry about is defending and protecting themselves in jail. Mm. That's true. So. It's a mindset that we have as a people that's starting to, it's like Lupe Fiasco said, man, they dumbed us down. And they've been dumbing us down for years. Mm -hmm. For years. So what is the solution to this? DJ Till, um, Wonder Dre, if you can stay on the line for a minute. DJ Till, I'm going to do this following. And then I'm going to come back to you about your experience working and being overworked and underpaid, as well as Mr. I can't believe he said that. Um, but people out there in Radio Land, if you want to be a part of the On Point movement, know three things. On Point is an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. Reach out to us on Facebook, On Point Enterprises. On Point, one word, O-N-P-O-I-N-T, Enterprises, E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-Z-I-Z. If you're on Instagram, team underscore on point 215. Again, Instagram is team underscore on point 215. If you're on Twitter, at team on point. Twitter is at team on point. Uh, You can go to our website, onpoint215.weebly.com. Again, onpoint215.weebly.com. Or you can email us any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. Shoot us an email, onpoint215 at gmail.com. Again, onpoint215 at gmail.com. Or you can give us a call or a text at uh, onpoint, I'm sorry, 267-417-ONPT. That's onpoint, 267-417-6678. And don't forget, Saturday, October 21st, onpoint entertainment presents now that's funny. It's back. We'll be doing it. Saturday, October October 21st, our comedy show and dance party will be going on at the Platinum Grill, Philly's Platinum Grill in Chestnut Hill area. That's 7719 Crittenden Street. Make sure you come out, meet and greet all of the on-point hosts, all of the on-point team members uh, from the youth mentoring program, uh, from the entertainment company, behind-the-scenes people. Come out and party and meet us all. DJ Chill. We'll be the party host, DJ Vex, on the ones and twos. And we have comedians, Dark Child, Ms. Dark Child, uh, Eddie Bryan, CJ, and John Phillips out in the building. So come laugh and party with us Saturday, October 21st at Philly's Platinum Grill. DJ Chill, where are you at, bro? Damn, man. How you know I was somewhere? You were somewhere. Crap. 
you always you start catching, nigga, I'm trying to stay on mute all this damn noise. What the freak? All right, well, tell me about that noise. Tell me about the, 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 the times when you were overworked and underpaid and how it makes you feel when you see these athletes uh, <laughs> making all this money. Yo, why would you ask that question? Because I remember this damn job called Cardone. How you doing, Cardone? Actually, you moved to Mexico, didn't you? Yeah, they. Wait, is that you. is that the one over there on Rising Sun? Shush, shush, shush! Don't say nothing. Oh, oh, I might oh, get in the... trouble. Oh, we're well, on the radio. Go ahead. I What's don't care. Frank? Go ahead. But um, yeah. but what I'm saying is, it's so sad because when I was working there, we worked. And when you work, you work hard. <laughs> it's like continuous. You better get this daggone stuff done. You know, because I was working in the best part thanks to Pastor Dyke Brown. He hooked me up. Good looking up, Pastor. <laughs> but, uh, day when you work, I was in the uh, Delphi department dealing with the electronics. You know, we had a solder. We had a solder, the daggone mechanism together. You know, use your eyes. Smell them daggone fumes coming up in your nostrils. You're like, ah. But you had, you had to get so many done a damn day. So I was like, wait a minute. Uh, how many? And, you know, they check to see if you you got it going on. If you ain't slouching, just doing something real quick and just throw it away like, ah. They ain't going to know. No. You do get checked. So when you have a job like that and it continues to make it work, and then you finally get a break. Don't be one minute late from that break or 30 seconds, whatever. That's the situation. So I was like, you know what? Damn, the best part about life is this. When you start talking to people during lunch break, like, hey, because you know me, I'm going in. If I'm working here and it looks like I got a 401k plan that's really kind of nice, like, oh, damn, you really give me some money. Oh, that's what's up. Half my check? 401? Okay. That sounds Kind of nice. Now I get insurance? Oh, right, yeah. So I'm like, hey, by the way, um, how much should I be making, man? I'm like, you know, it's the highest people get. You know, $7, $8,000. You know, it depends what field you've been in, how long years you've been here. I said, oh, $20. All right, wait a minute. So I said, wait a minute. What's the race? Like, when you get a raise, how much you get? This is why I didn't like going back to work. After so many six months, <laughs> I said so many six months, because you'd be like, man, this is so many <laughs> six months. You get a five cent or ten cent raise. So I said, wait a minute. In six months, if you do good, you get five or ten cents. They all happy about it. Like, yeah, you know, you do good, you get 15. I was like, nigga, what the? Man, yo. So, man, you there for a year. You get paid. What was it? I was lucky. You know, I got the higher rate. But the other people that was there, they were getting like 550 or $6. So, I was like, damn. How many years you going to have to get to be able to live? To be able to live. Like, the people that are getting... an hour. Some people live, but you only living off of what? So I didn't like it. I didn't like going back, but I did it. Because I had had thought, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, my pastor put me down. 
I have to go. <laughs> but dang, man, there's some other jobs that have paid me more money, but I got to go because you put me down. I want to make it look like a nut. But damn, man. But then you get other jobs out here that pay you more money. You're doing less work. And you're like, oh, this is what I'm talking about. So all them times I was working over there, I could have worked it over here. Yeah. Really? That's where it's at right now. People don't understand that certain jobs give you certain opportunities to be able to lax out. <laughs> I should have not said that. Because <laughs> now niggas going to be so, wait, 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 wait. What did you say? Yeah, read about it. Then think about it. What the hell I'm saying until you try it or ask somebody that did it. I guarantee you they're going to be like, yup. Yeah, be chilling. <laughs> That's why they call you so much during break time or during your break time. And you think they break us over, they still talking to you like, I'm sure. But yeah. Wow. Mister, I can't believe he said that. Where you at with it, man? You ever been overworked and underpaid? Oh, that's me on the regular. How about that? Well, but see, you know what? It's like this, though. I'm going to keep it a bean with you. Overworked, underpaid, but... I don't blame nobody but me because I was in a position to have my own and run my own business. And, you know, listening to other people, I didn't do it. So I'm not going to blame anybody else. You you know, I tried to play the hand I was dealt. It's just that they gave me five funnies, and I didn't know how to run the table with it. I lost my poker face. But I learned from that, so I'm about to, you know what I mean, I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going back to school and uh, going to business for myself. And I'm paying for school, so I ain't going in. I ain't going into debt. I ain't getting no more loan. I ain't no more loans. None of that. But we, that's what we got to teach each other, right? And like we were trying to say before, you got to support black businesses. We have to. We got to support each other. You know what I mean? Support the on, support the on point movement that we got going on. You know what I mean? We should have we we should have two hundred thousand callers every night by now. You know what I mean? Each one should spread the word to somebody else. We should have more people. You know what I mean? We got a nice amount of people that call, right, and we respect all our callers, but we, this needs to be nationwide, all over the country, so we can, we can spread this word because since we're not standing for something, we're falling for everything, and we need to stand up. I agree, but you, you, know, you, you know what the issue is. Sometimes you can be too truthful for people, especially our people. You can be too truthful for them. We don't want the truth. For whatever reason, we like to be lied to. You know what I'm saying? We like, the, we like, we like fairy tales and notions of, you know, uh, of disbelief being believable. So in that situation... No matter how much we try and educate our own, it's harder for us. And it's harder for us because our own don't want to support each other, nor do for self. Again, integration was the worst thing that could have ever happened to us. Because the moment we became integrated, we no longer needed each other. The moment that the powers that be said, 
will help you, the moment we said we don't need each other's help and turned our back on each other. And this is what the problem is with us today. And the same, see, the same story with these athletes is going to continue. And it's going to continue because our people don't care. They still want to watch their sports and their games. And they act like these people out here really playing for them, really putting their life on the line for them. They're not. They're putting their life on the line for themselves and their families. They don't have a rat ass about you. Buy that ticket. You you know how many of them cats are so arrogant they don't even want to give you an autograph? You getting paid millions. These cats are spending their hard-earned, overworked, underpaid money to come see you, and you won't even want to sign an autograph? You should be signing everybody's autograph. But that's another show, you know, the attitudes and behaviors of the quote-unquote star. Miss Tears Queen, you still there? Yes, yes, I'm still here listening in. Okay, I need you to do two things. One, I want you to give us, you know, any last words you might have about, you know, the education, employment, and entertainment uh, aspect. And I want you to tell the people when and how they can find you. Yeah, I thank you, uh, who I've heard tonight, um, put the nail on the head. Everybody had good points, and that's just what needs to be done. It's out there, and I hope all who was listening um, heard some valuable information. I think everybody was absolutely right and made good points. And it's a good reminder to keep in mind and, like you said, to spread the word. And you all can find me um, Saturdays at 9 p.m. at On Point, the same number. And my pen is one four four eight one four for the Poetry Palace. And um, I recite and support other artists, uh, conscious rappers, singers, poets, and even musicians. So, yeah, check that out as well. Okay, you said that was on Saturday night? Yes, Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And what's your call ID? 144814. Okay, good job, good job, good job. I'll make sure I tune in on Saturday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wonder Dre, same thing. Give us any last words you have to say on the uh, education. Uh, you know, employment and entertainment. And then tell us, you know, where they can, you know, hear you and find you at. Wanda Dre, you there? I'm sorry. I totally, I'm sorry. I thought you were still on T. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go back to something that you had mentioned. You were saying that when you are overworked and underpaid, to me, that's like a wake-up call at that point because now I have to reevaluate things and say, what am, I, what am I doing to prevent this? Am I going to keep working for this person and still feel unappreciated and overworked, or is this going to encourage me to start my own business? 
And I think that's what promoted me to start my own business because I got tired tired of, you know, okay, I'm working for this person and they're not appreciating me. They're taking hours away from my lifestyle, you know, um, and not being accommodating at all. So those are things that you got to kind of think of when you, you know, think, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do to take this to the next level? Am I really going to be doing this for the rest of my life? And if not, if you have that passion for something else and you have that, you know, and you're good at it, why not just go ahead and start your own business at that point? So that's where I'm at with it. Mm -hmm. I agree. And, you know, for a lot of people, starting your own business, in all honesty, let's keep it up. Let's keep it a hundred. Let's keep it stank. Our people lazy. Mm-hmm. Running a business is, is not an easy task and an easy job. So a lot of us find it easier to just go and work for somebody else and get compensated opposed to starting our own and having to actually manage it, you know, uh, have the money right. And you know what I mean? It's, it's a lot to having your own business. So a lot of us don't want to deal with those stresses. So it's easier for us to work for somebody else. Because make one thing for certain, two things for sure, right? Owning your own business ain't easy. However, (laughs) however, college ain't necessary. Every college ain't for everybody, but owning your own business ain't for everybody either. That's true. You know what I mean? So it's just factual that some of us are made to be employers, and some of us are made to be employees. That's it's true. It's that simple. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every, see, and I, as far as we go, I, I always like to think of it this way. Every house nigga couldn't be a field nigga. Mm-hmm. But every field nigga could be a house nigga. <laughs> because the bill nigga works hard. So his hardest his hardest issue and problem would be adjusting to not having to work hard. You see what I'm saying? But you right. put a house nigga out in the field and he gonna kill himself. Because you mm-hmm. don't know what that type of labor is. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have us, your field workers. And them, your house slaves, where if you take what they have from them, you're going to get suicide instantly. But mm-hmm. with us, we learn how to survive because we have to do it on a constant basis. Now, they grew up, a lot of them grew up hard. Many of them grew up hard, grew up poor. And I don't, I don't say nothing against someone trying to do better and be better. You see what I'm saying? But I'm right. just saying the proportion of the financial gain that they obtain versus what we get, oh, man. No, that's not cool. That's not cool. Right. That's like the house slave got to eat the leftover chicken, but the field slave had to eat the guts of the pig. For all your chitlin' eaters out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So 
is, is not right. I'm not going to say fair is not right. You should not be making all of that money just to run up and down a court or a field. You shouldn't. How is it that you have to go? Well, I save it. I save it for the for the MVP. Let me go to DJ. Uh, I mean, uh, Mister. I can't believe he said that. Uh, Wonder Dre, did you tell the people how they can find you? Yes, yes. They can find me on Facebook as Wonder Dre, and that is spelled with Wonder and D R E A is um, how you spell the Dre. So that's how you can find find me on Facebook. And how can they hear you on On Point Radio? Oh, sure. Every Sunday at 8 o'clock, I have a show called Sophisticated Ladies, and it airs at 8 o'clock. Distinguished gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) You're so bad. (laughs) But you can tune in every Sunday night, and the PIN number is 143. Three four three pound and press the one to listen to come into the show and press the star eight to conversate. We be having some keep it real, you know, topics and things like that. So, ladies, if you're not doing anything, come join us and the men. I'm giving y'all invitations because you know what? I have to say the men can be the reasoning when it comes down to stuff because they enlighten us and we learn a lot just from some of the you know opinions that you guys got to say. So, guys and ladies, you know, join in. For this show, you don't want to miss it. All right, all right, all right. Guess I got to be there on Sundays anyway. Well, it's a distinguished gentleman's show, so I need to be. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm get you. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you said that. What's up, bro? What's your last remarks on education, employment, and entertainment? Well, look, my last comment for the night is this. You know what I'm saying? You know, dope show, dope show. I hope that people got a lot out of it. But the main thing, man, we place ourselves in danger to one degree or another when we stand up, right? But we place our children and our grandchildren in even greater danger when we don't. Think about that, people. It ain't just about us. It's about our future. Hmm? You know what I mean? And uh, tune in on Wednesday night for another, you know, Believe that show, you know what I mean. Uh, you know, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm a, I'm a retouch. You know, Kanika Jenkins, but then I'm gonna go on something else. But I got y'all. You know what I mean, just tune in. One four three three four six pound, one pound. Just to listen, hit that star rate if you want to conversate. I'll let your boy. Word word. All right, my man DJ Chill. Where you at, bro? Yeah, what's up? What's your last remarks, man, on education, employment, and entertainment, man? Um, just um, people just stay focused, man. Don't get caught up with the nut up. Learn from your surroundings. The streets is watching. Either you going to be set up or you have to get back with it. Or you're going to have to go through the setback for the get back. Or you have to make things happen. You have to figure it all out at the same damn time. Sometimes in one instant. hear that. I hear that. That's truth. That's truth. And where, where can they, when can they, you know, catch up to your show? Every Thursday. 
right. You want to give them a pen number? Oh, yeah. One, four, three, three, four, one pound. Then you got to push one pound into the show. Show's called Thoroughbreds. Yeah, my name's Chill. Yeah, I'm a DJ. Look, guess what? The next time I see you on Thursday, you might be talking about Because I got something to say. I don't need to ask y'all what the hell y'all going to say. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, people, again, this is Straight Talk with your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point, and I'm going to say this. There's no way in the world that an athlete, an actor or actress, a singer or rapper should be making more than one, a teacher because they all have to go through the classroom before they can get to where they are. And if education is so important, then teachers should be paid more than everybody because the truth be told, that is who prepared you to get to where you have to be. That's who taught you how to read a freaking contract. That's who taught you how to count your freaking money. That's who taught you social behavior. Now, granted, it should all started at home as well, but these are the ranks you have to go through for 12 years. So if anyone should be paid millions of dollars, it should be teachers. Let's not forget the different behaviors they have to deal with. Let's not forget the, the, the classroom sizes they have to deal with. Let's not forget the attitudes and behaviors of the parents they have to endure. And on top of that, they have to deal with roaches and rodents in the class. They have to deal with old, torn down, worn down books and have to try and make do and make copies of a million book pages. And Come on. How do you underpay a teacher to overpay an athlete? Secondly, an athlete, how how can an athlete make more than your president who actually determines if we go to war or not? He has the whole country fate in his hand. Not to mention Congress has to also get their their two cents, but he has the power. He can veto them and do what he want to do if you know your law. So how is it that athletes, and I know people done tried to make sense of it to me and say, well, the president doesn't have to pay for anything. But neither do athletes, truthfully. A lot of times they ain't got to pay for stuff. He making 200000 They're making $200 million. Where is the logic in that? Mm. And I get the whole point of the owners making all of this money. Well, see, let's, let's, let's keep it 100. Because even though these athletes are making millions, imagine what the owners are making. Imagine what the owners are making. And third, 
I'm not a big military guy. I'm not a police guy at all. But if you're going to compensate people for putting their lives on the line, whether it's the streets or it's war, they should be compensated a hell of a lot more than athletes, actors, singers, rappers. See, this country was built off of lies, greed, murder, rape, torture, more lies. So the imbalance that, that that's occurring here where education is not valued and entertainment is doesn't surprise me. I stopped wondering a long time ago why children wanted to be actors, rappers, singers, and dancers and ball players instead of lawyers, doctors, judges, and teachers. I stopped asking myself that question. See, children aren't dumb. Every time they turn on the TV or a game or a video, even though a lot of it is not what they actually are making, especially when it comes to the rappers and singers, but they see it. It's glorified. You don't see lawyers on TV. You don't see doctors on TV. And if you do, they're actors. So they see the actor. So if you want the children to value education, here's a wake up. You value education. Otherwise, Don't get mad at the children because they don't want to learn in school. You can't tell them school is cool, stay in school, school school is cool, if they know that they can just go be a rapper, actor, or singer and don't have to go to school. Why? Once again, a lot of your wealthiest people in this world didn't attend college, and a lot of them dropped out of school. George W. Bush was a C student and became president. That should say a lot. So that being said, people out there in Radio Land, man, thank you for tuning in to On Point Radio and Straight Talk with your your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. Again, know that I'm going to always speak for the people, even when the people don't want to speak for themselves. I'm going to say, oh, wait, we have callers on the line. Oh, I apologize. Here we go. First caller, you up. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. Who are we on the line with? Hey, it's Firecracker. How are you? Hey, Firecracker. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. How are you? Uh, I've seen better days, but I've been listening and and, um Interesting conversation. It's funny that um, you would bring up that topic. My son and I, earlier today, were discussing not so much the amount of money that the um, athletes get paid, but we were just discussing the whole controversy around, centered around, you know, the athletes not wanting to kneel during the, or not wanting to salute or hold their hand over their heart during the national anthem and just the 
rhetoric that comes and, you know, just general public. But I agree with you that um, school teachers be receiving more money than um, than entertainment. But that just where our country is. You know, that, that really tells you where the heart of a country is. We prefer to be entertained, but that goes back to the statement that you made, I think, when um, I can't believe he said that was speaking about how we want the truth. You know, we we want to lie. So mm-hmm. to, to hear the music, to to watch the football, um, to watch the entertainers, the, the actors and actresses, that that's fantasy, you know, and, and we, we revel in fantasy. We love it because it takes us out of our reality. Right. Right. It, it like it's a form of escape for us. No, it definitely is. Like, I, I'm not even going to hold you to it. Like, one of one of my favorite genres of books is, is fantasy because it allows me to escape. I mean, I can escape in any book, but, you know, definitely in fantasy, I can think, think think into a character, you know, better right. than fantasy. It allows my mind to explore and, and to wonder and it actually transports me there. I think a lot of times that's what, you know, people do. You know, they, they transport themselves mentally in into that into that place to remove themselves from where they don't want to be. You know what's interesting that you said why, well, not that you said, but what, what what's interesting came to my mind when you were speaking is the fact that it's also a way out for the parents. Right. You know, I coach Little League football, and a lot of these parents, oh, he's going to be my ticket out. He's going to be our ticket out, ain't you, boo-boo? You're going to get us out the hood. Or you have the father who didn't make it, yeah, he follow my footsteps. He's going to make it to the league, and they're trying to live their dreams out throughout their children. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? So that they can see those millions of dollars. So they don't even care about the child going to school. they rather, you know, put them in peewee league, and the only thing they're telling them is, yeah, you'll play football for high school, and then the college will get you. And, and, and it, again, there's no value in the education. Mm-hmm. No one cares or is concerned about the learning. Well, you know what? It's funny because again, I I mentioned that again to my son. My son is, is um he's a football player, and he leaves in January, and he'll be going to play down in Texas. But you know, his father plays football, and you know he absolutely adored his father coming up. And I would always tell him, don't place all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, yeah, I understand that you might be good, and I'm not knocking your ability, but the further up you go, the greater or the lesser your opportunities become because you're going to meet people who are 10 times better or who work 15 times harder. So focus on what you put in your mind. You know, focus on building that muscle. Focus on your education. Figure out 
what you want to do in life. So this is what I always told him. And the I backup was, plan. Yes. At, at, well, right. you know what? To me, that shouldn't even be your backup. To me, football, you know, that, that's, that's secondary. Your, your primary should be your education. And that's right. what I've always told my kids, make that your primary. And I, I told my son, I said, you know, at any point, you never know when your body or something on your body is going to give way. Right. And sure enough, his last year of high school, he was in the street playing street ball, which I told him not to do that either, playing street ball and broke his collarbone. Mm. So at that juncture, he saw everything that I was telling him come to fruition. Like whereas before he probably was thinking, oh, she don't know what she's talking about. And then when it actually happened that, my God, I sustained an injury that ended the rest of my high school career. I'm, I'm, I'm done. You know, he then went on and he went out to California. He played out in California. And like I said, he got a full scholarship. He's going to play in Texas. That's all well and good, but he's in them books. And if he wasn't, he wouldn't be able to play. He's in them books. So I remember when he was playing peewee ball and, you know, we would sit around the parents and while they were at practice. And I remember this one girl saying how her son's grandparents bought him, and this might be a little bit off topic, but I'll bring it back, bought him some bobos and she wasn't feeling it. Oh, I don't put my son in nothing like that. If, if they're not this, if they're not that, then he don't wear them. And I said, you know what? I said, as long as they got a soul on them and they're comfortable with his feet, I'm comfortable with buying them because I'd rather put the money in his private school that he attends. What school your son go to? And, like, I wasn't trying to floss on her, but I wanted her to see that your argument is so flawed on so many levels. Instead of putting it in the books, you put it on his feet. He's going to wear that thing down in six months, and you have to buy another pair in six months. Right. So, like, we do put, we we put brevity in the wrong things. We put heaviness into wrong things. We put our focus into, wrong th- into the wrong things. Why? Because we like the glitz, the glamour, the flash, and we think that's what's going to propel us and Ultimately, we believe that that's what's going to make us happy, and it doesn't. There's a sign of, um, what do we call it, a sign of, uh, oh, man, it comes to me. But, you know, it's basically, you know, one of them things where you look like you have a million bucks and people think you got money, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's some, like it's some sign of, of wealth or something, and, you know, Everybody knows that knows you know you living paycheck to paycheck like everybody else. You know what I mean? You just robbing Peter a little more to pay Paul than what we are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I agree with you 110 percent on that. And I and I, I I admire the fact that you're having that conversation, that dialogue with your son. You know, in a sense of uh, what was I'm interested to know what was his take on the players and their stance. Um. He felt like, you know, that's their right. We we both we both agreed, you know, that's 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 our right. I have the the right to resist whatever 
you you put out and whatever you want to make me do. Um, let let's and I, and I told him I said let's be clear. That anthem was not written for us. Let's right. be clear. The wars that were fought were not were not fought for us. The Civil War was not fought for us. Right. Like the reality is that wasn't about freeing those slaves. Like if we right. we know that nothing in this country has been about us. But you want us to conform. And right now, you know, this right now, all around the world, all you see is rebellion. Right. All around the world, that's all you see is rebellion. And never in a million years did folks think that it was going to touch down in this country. And it's here. It's here, and it's alive, and it's well. And, okay, if it takes the rebellion to start at the NFL level, they're fine. Let them lose billions. If that's what it takes to get the point across, okay, so what? The president doesn't like them and wants to call them sons of bitches. Well, who's the biggest son of a bitch? Who's the biggest? Right. I agree. So I agree with those young men. I agree with them. Take a knee. Don't put your hand over your heart because every time you do that, that's a pledge. Every time you put your right hand over your heart, that is a pledge. So you're saying pledge myself to this country. Do I pledge myself to this country? I pledge myself to my children. I pledge myself to my family. I pledge myself to my God. I don't pledge myself to this country. Right. This country would throw me away just as soon as, you know, just as soon as kill me. Throw me right on the way. I don't matter. I don't matter. And that's what is, is, is being reflected, that we recognize that we don't matter. You just want me to fall in line. Why should I? Absolutely. I agree with the position that they've taken. My son agrees with the position that they're taking. And I just pray that while this boycott is occurring, that more people jump on board and say, all right, we done. We done. Somebody yeah. somewhere who's playing for something is going to say, you know what, F the millions. Y'all can keep it. I no, mean, Colin Kaepernick, he started this whole thing, and look at what they're doing to him. And that's what I was going to ask you. Um, Southwest New Jersey, I see you there. Don't hang up. You're on that. Um, I just have one more question for you, though. Yeah. How is it, how do you, because all right, you just you just mentioned it, and this is what I said earlier. I personally, in my opinion, I don't care about their stance right now. And the reason being is because when Colin Kaepernick, first of all, Colin Kaepernick, his argument wasn't about the pledge or the Star Spangled Banner or whatever they sing, the national anthem. It wasn't about that. It was about police brutality and injustice that's going on in this country. Absolutely. And none of them, and that was for us. That was for us, for our people. You see what I'm saying? And none of them, or or let's say maybe five of them, kneel or took that stand with him. The other 99 million didn't. So now that Trump then turned this whole thing around and made it about him, 
Now you want to take a stand. Okay, but how do you feel about the two? The, the difference. Does it matter how the stand comes? Does it matter? Like if if that is what it took to propel this thing to bring it around to this, does it matter how it occurs? To me, I mean, I, it was because I'm a man of principle. Huh? I said to me, it was because I'm a man of principle. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I feel okay. like. Do you agree? Do, did you agree with the position that he took? That that Colin Kaepernick took and why he took it. You agreed with it, right? Yeah. Okay, and you agreed with the fact that those five or however many stood with him when they stood with him. Yes, I just wish okay. it was a million. And, and, and I understand. And I understand. Now let me ask you a question. You were a teacher, and you understood that every student didn't learn the same way, correct? I did. Okay, so. Took some students other means in order to learn the lesson that Kaepernick was trying to teach. Some people learn slower. And if the masses want to just follow suit just because it looks popular, then let them do that. Because there are some people who are really protesting because that's what they believe in their heart. Maybe I didn't see it in the beginning. Maybe I didn't see it when he took the position that he took, but I see it now. Sometimes it takes drastic things to come for people to realize, oh, that's what you meant. Just like a parent who teaches their children, sometimes we don't get it until we're actually in that position of parenting. Oh, so that's what my mom was trying to tell me. Sometimes it takes those extreme measures. now, Now, I get that. Now, here's the thing. When I was in the classroom, yes, students learned differently. But you know what I did? I allowed students to teach students. If I knew a student had it, grasped what I was teaching, how I was teaching it, and they even came up with another way that made it easier for them and they proved to me that they can do it and got the same answer, then I was willing to, you know, say, okay, that's fine. You do that. That's what works for you. And sometimes children learn better from other children. You see what I'm saying? So in that situation, when Colin Kaepernick did it, those children should have saw that then. It shouldn't have took Not me. Now, 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 hold on, hold on, because here's where, here's where, because I, I agree with you, but here's where I disagree with you at the same time. You know what I mean? A mom who lost her child on the block. And other people's parents, other parents and children know who did it, but not saying nothing. And this parent is saying, listen, I know somebody saw it. I know somebody knows something. And they don't speak up until it happens to their child. Now they want it. Now, see, this is where I say they shouldn't take that. See, it shouldn't take me. See, this is why I believe we become parents. We become parents so we go through life experiences and we can teach our children so they don't have to make the same mistakes we make. Now, some of our children are hard-headed and have to learn a hard way because they, some children want to learn for themselves, but they shouldn't have to. So in that situation, don't wait until it happens to your child 
for you to want help all of a sudden when you could have helped out someone else's child. But that's human nature. That, that's but but, but, but nature. see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Colin Kaepernick was telling y'all, see, I'm, and here's where, again, I'm agreeing with you. My students, I, did, I told them not to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I told them not to play. And before I did that, I had a parent conference out every classroom I had. I mandatorily asked the parents to come in on my own to meet and greet with them in the auditorium. I didn't wait for back to school night. I did this so they can know what to expect from my classroom. And the first thing I told them all is I don't tell children to stand for the pledge because I don't tell my children to stand for the pledge and recite something they have no idea of what they're reciting. It's brainwashed. So I agree with you there. You see what I'm saying? But I, And I hear you. It took something else to happen for them to fall in line. But that's exactly what they did. They fell in line. You know what I mean? So although I'm glad that they're finally seeing it, I guess, I really don't think they're seeing it. I personally don't think they're seeing it. I think it'll go right back to what it was in no time. While meanwhile, Colin Kaepernick and his fight is going to – now, here's the thing. Let's say they, they welcome Colin Kaepernick back into the league, right, and a team picks him up. Everything's going to fall right back in line and go, like, you know, go on as if nothing ever occurred. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Because that's how we are we, – uh, that's just how we're made up, I guess. Colin Kaepernick, in my opinion, he should do something else in life, run for some office or something. I might be going to stretch, but he shouldn't even want to play football no more. After what he was done, he shouldn't even want to throw a ball for nobody no more. I don't think the brother would want to play ball anymore. Personally, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I agree. The NFL has revealed itself. Like, you know, the, the fans have revealed themselves. The owners have revealed themselves. So if ever I was blind before, I see now. And that's, that's, that's just my basic point. I might have gone into a situation not really seeing it for what it's worth. But once you're inside it, now I get an understanding. So Colin Kaepernick went with, with a principle at hand. Everybody didn't see it. But now people are slowly beginning to wake up. And that's what this that's what it's about. That's what revolution is about. Revolution is about waking up. Absolutely. Revolution doesn't begin with everybody being awoke. You have to wake them up. And so that's what he's doing. Or that's what he has done. His stand for whatever his reasoning is, his stance is that our our people, black people, have been demoralized in this country. Our people, people of color, have been treated as second, third, fourth-hand citizens. We don't have those rights, so why should I stand? This, does, this, right. this, is, this doesn't even apply to me, so why should I stand? Right. Okay, so you don't want me to play for you no more. No problem. Somebody else is going to take that same position because money is not everything. Yeah, it look good, but, I mean, like, let's look at it statistically. What is it like? Sixty, seventy percent of them wind up broke anyway. Right. 
for poor money management. So, yeah, I might have the money right now, but when my career is over, before I thought it was going to be, how much money will I have then? it's It's not about money. It's about the principles. And sometimes it takes other people longer to get it. So what? So what? What took you five minutes to get? You might you might be an excellent at math, and it's going to take me six months to figure out what the hell you figured out in five minutes. Okay, so what? As long as I get it, right? As long yeah. as I get it, class at class, that's all that matters. That I pay. Yeah. But wouldn't it be wouldn't it be a lot better if I helped you get it? Listen, you know what I mean. Wouldn't that help you? But that's 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 what that's what people are doing by other people standing up and saying I don't agree, I don't agree with what the country does. That is helping. That is helping. So what? I did it six months later. So what? It took this man losing his job. Okay, he sacrificed that. He knew what he was getting into. He sacrificed because he was willing to take a stand and say enough is enough. So what? Yeah, in a perfect world, everybody would be on board. But we know we nothing we do is perfection. Nothing. Nothing you do is perfect. Nothing I do is perfect. And sometimes we need help. Sometimes we need help. I don't know who told you that I'm perfect. Somebody, they might not see it in themselves. What do you do? You, you tell them. That's what I see. Then it might oh. take another person to come along and tell them the same thing. They needed that help. Oh, I don't know who told you that firecracker. I'm perfect. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you for calling in. Stay on the line for me, though. I'm a, let me get Southwest New Jersey ahead. I could always count on you to bring the fire when you come. I love it. I love it. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is your host. This is Straight Talk with your host, Mr. On Point, a.k.a. Mr. Controversy. Who we on the line with? It's Lady T. What's going on, Mr. Controversy? Ah, another troublemaker. Another <laughs> fire started. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. Oh, I'm man. Ready. This topic is off the Yosenberger, let me tell you. I'm excited that we're having it. And, you know, we always have conscious talks, but everything that was said, goodness, I needed a, a notepad, and I was, like, trying to jot things down in my memory bank, but... First of all, I do um, – you had said something, and I think that what I had gotten from it, and I'll just say my, my perspective of it, my perspective and my stance on the what transpired with the Pledge of Allegiance, and I understand what Firecracker is saying, that when you get it, it doesn't matter how you get it, that the importance is that you get it. However, I do think that – that right there is seen, and that is why some things always become full circle of just a you know a a stand down mentality. Now, and I agree on you know the revolution, and it's you know about losing things, but because of the way our 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 country has been set up, you know, I understand what what um, Mr. Controversy was saying as far as why couldn't we get it when he did it? Because it does send a different message. How you receive it, when you have somebody teaching about African-American, you know, culture, yeah, if a white person is talking about our culture, it may not come out the right way. Ten times out of ten, it's not going to come out the right way. 
But when we educate ourselves and we tell our children about what, who we are, it does come off differently because when a white person says it, then sometimes we have children that come up and grow up with complexes. Like, oh, you know, I got taught better from, you know, the white people. My people don't even know who they are. It creates a, another, you know, set of issues when that current comes up. So I understand when it comes to a point of, you know, why does it have to be got by this in this way, because in some in some regards, I think to myself, is it really got the point that he was trying to make? Is it really got to me? It just kind of puts a pacifier over, or oh yeah, what he said, and I'm on it, and yeah, let's rally because then that that's a it creates a different type of bond, and that's the Willie Lynch syndrome is what I'm saying. This is what they doing. They trying to take over. It's like he said it, but it wasn't enough, and he he lost his life. Just like Bill Cosby lost his life for the bullshit that they were saying on his life or anybody else who was of color, who had money, you know, substantial money that stood for their black people that got fucked over. So I understand when it comes to when a message is given and who was given by, it has a different effect. You know, you say you got it, but do you got it? You feel me? Because sometimes we can get it and then we're like, oh, that was good. Everybody's got it. We're cool. No, that shit should be a rage because if it just came from his, then when we got it, we would have the, the mindset to say, let's keep going. But to now get it from another perspective, it's like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, all right, we neutral. Nobody won. It's a draw. No, I want to win. And I want this to be a continual thing when it comes to when we educate ourselves for each other because that's what builds our bond. They separate our bond when they can just come behind us and say the same thing we say, and then we back chill again. Our defense is down, and we get right. it, but our defense is down. Right, and, and and that's that's pretty much what I was saying when I said, okay, it, it watered it, it watered Colin Kaepernick's yeah. purpose down. Right, it watered his purpose down. His purpose was because of uh, social and political injustice and police brutality. So Word. what Trump did was cast that aside. Right turn the light on him and the flag and make everything about being patriotic because that's what he does. Right. You see what I'm saying? And Caucasians play on the Caucasoids, rather. Ain't no Asian in them. Caucasoids, rather, um, they play on that. That that patriotic thing is what has them so filled with hate and anger because he plays on those words of of patriotism. Right. You see what I'm saying? So they just changed the message and they diverted it and diluted the cause from police brutality and political and social injustice to the flag and right. the national anthem and the Pledge of Allegiance. And that wasn't what this was about. Right. So and you, know what? you lost sight something? of what it was about to fight for a whole different cause. So like you said, did you really get it? Did you really get it? And I want to say something to that and how the pandemonium just continues when it comes to how they continue to create these alleys of just submissiveness because, you know, um, damn, you made me lose my thought, Mr. Controversy. I'm going something. So, you know, damn it. Oh, okay, so go to, we'll, we'll switch gears because we were talking about the ad leaks and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, how much they get paid. You know, when I really got into the history of even how athletics, you know, came about 
to the degree of, you know, where our African-Americans came into place at when, you know, the basketball, the football, and all that good stuff. And I agree, like, you know, with the monies. And, like, you know, we all say and we all know that this, this country is not built off of sense, not built off of, you know, real, like, you know, morale. And that's what I was saying, that what you were saying about the caucasoids and how, you know, Trump comes in to deflect. Because like Firecracker said, our, belief, our experiences, our beliefs, our ideas, the way we catch on to things is different across the board. So if we do have a people that actually may try to get it or understand it that is always being blindsided by, you know, the skirt, the curve, Right. And that, that's why I think that they can't catch on either, because I do believe that uh, there are, you know, so many group of people that want to understand. But because of the impact of just the African-Americans just being honest and real about the history of it all, like we are put always put in a situation where we have to forget and deflect because it was the past. However, right. there is a such thing called a multi-generational impact. So those impacts, just like the Holocaust, just like any of those things that happened with the Jews, anything that were major impacts to a, a people, they were, they're consistent. They still acknowledge right. those things. So I, I never understand why, you know, it comes to a point where even our own people, even us, but because we are the biggest threat, even we ourselves are put in a position where we got to be like, oh, my God, why do we keep talking about it? Why? To try to educate yourself, is, it's not hard. But it's so many things against you to educate yourself. You got to go far and beyond because we don't have any more TV shows like, you know, when Bill Cosby was on. We did, they, every person they went to when they had a question was black. The lawyer was black. The doctor was black. The police officer was black. The teachers was black. Everything was black. Um, a different world. Um, living single. Even the shows that we had, you know what I mean? Those things are not even up. Why? you telling me none of these people are out making these shows? Now you can get them on Netflix. But everybody doesn't have a Netflix account, and everybody is not looking to see a documentary or a low-budget movie. It's like they put them out there in order for you not to be desired to see it. You know what I mean? Like, who wants to watch a low-budget movie? But that was some real shit, you know what I mean? Because I do watch them, so I watch them, I'm like, oh, that was some real shit. But, you know, educating the kids far beyond the institution and stuff like that because it is hard, you know what I mean? Like Firecracker said, you know, sometimes you just want to sit in front of that TV. You want to get away from the reality, you know what I mean? But it's all fantasy, you know what I mean, in, in some regards, depending on how you live and you wake up each day. Like, I don't even get into the politics of Trump and stuff like that because once he came into office, like, I literally, like, birth certificate, social, like, where? I don't even know how to be a part of this system right now anymore. It it makes me, <clears throat> excuse me, it makes me anxious you know what I mean? Even when we talk about these kind of conversations and I talk, speak about it, like, it makes me so anxious because it's like, uh, you know, the revolution is in me. I sat with Sonia Sanchez. I sat with Maya Angelou's um, godmother, goddaughter, and some really well-educated um, revolutionist from, you know, some time ago that came and was on this panel, and it was the Women in Revolution is what the, the, um, the thing was called in Philadelphia. And it was so powerful, man. Like, you know, Sonia Sanchez was sitting there. She's older, you know. And I know she had been through it from her writings. I always adore her writings. And she came up, and I actually had the opportunity to speak and talk about, you know, 
how my revolution started and how I started to fill the fire, you know, within me. And I needed to make some moves because I started to be angry or kind of like, you know, get brolic. So I wanted to, you know, she told me first off, she said, you know, you got to educate yourself because you're going to be angry and have no sword to fight with. You know what I mean? So, you know, in all in all things like firecracker say we learn, but it's so much better and so much more powerful when it comes from our people because that's what builds the separation and that's what builds the, um, just like I said, the separation. You know, we keep getting all these things from everywhere else. That's why we don't trust each other. That's why we don't have, you know, the want to even be trusted by one another because it's like, you know what I mean? Like I know how you do. I know how we is, you know what I mean? And that's the fucked up part because we have so many people who feel like that, that the fight is so hard. You know, I feel like that when I wake up. I'll be wanting to do a lot of shit, but I'll be outnumbered. But I know, you know, like she said, revolutions don't, we don't stop. You know, we don't stop at anything, but the fight does seem hard. Like, you know, for that man to stand up, stick out, put his chest out there, and then to have his, his life where he set up for himself to be taken away from him, and then, you know what I mean? Like, that tears a person down, and then you don't want to speak further because okay. it's like if this is what it's going to do to me, if this, if it's going to incriminate me, if it's going to make put me in jail, if it's going to take away my livelihood, fuck that. I'm Uncle Tom. You know what I mean? And that's the fucking part about it because you do become so weary, and so, and then you become conditioned into what's right in front of your face. Like, okay, I got to get this body. Cardi B is the craziest shorty out there, but she be speaking some real stuff like, you know, about these people who got the bodies and the this and the that and what they desire to do, you know, it's crazy. It's so crazy. But I always appreciate our shows, your show, Mr. Controversy, and all the, the whole shows because it allows you to reflect, you know, on a on a more a continual basis because I do reflect, but even more so I educate myself, you know, with our shows and things like that because it's some real stuff, you know what I mean? It's some real stuff. Well, let me let me let me ask you because Firecracker pretty much already um, agreed with the situation, and I'm sure you'll agree as well. But um, I, I have to ask the both of you: and have you ever had a job where you feel overworked and underpaid, and you look at you know these athletes making all this money and these actors and rappers and singers, and they're making all this money, and you just sitting there like, wow, I'm out here struggling every day, hating to go to my job, but have mm-hmm. to in order to make ends meet. And, mm-hmm. and this is fire to maintain. Huh? I, never, I never answered that question. No, that's what I said. I said she okay. pretty much agreed with the athletes making too much money, but how do you feel about that? Um. What they, what they make is what they make. Like, I, yeah. I, don't feel, I don't feel any kind of way about it because my my belief is that I'm going to be provided for. That a door, a window, a closet, something is going to open because I have people who are counting on me. And either I know one thing, one thing for sure, two things for certain, I can't sit back and expect somebody to give me something. That that's never been my expectation. If I get something, I'm looking with four eyes, like, mm, what you give me that for? You know, because right. right, you agree. Expect something in return. Nobody gives anyone anything. If I get blessed with something, that's completely different. Mm-hmm. However, no different. But you have to feel something. Like 
Kyrie? No, I don't. With regard you don't have to student? my life, with no, I don't. With regard so, to my, I don't feel any kind of way about the money that they make. It has no bearing or effect on how I provide for my children. It doesn't. This is what I'll say. I'll say that I. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was I was asking um, Lady C. Sorry, okay. I was asking Lady C. Oh. You you don't you 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 um have student loans? Yeah, minimal. Just just yeah, minimal. I do. Okay. Um now how do you feel about an athlete getting a full ride to school to play this sport and to ultimately go on to make, you know, millions, which not all of them do, but many of them do. Mm-hmm. But yet you have to still go to work every day, have the government take out money from your pay, right. and you have other responsibilities you have to pay, and then the student loan come after you like, yo, $600 a month to pay back your loan or $400 right. a month to pay back your loan. How do you, you can't, you don't feel any way about that? I honestly had never took it into consideration of, you know, a thought process. My process did come from me working for peanuts with this structural discrimination that's not giving me the money that I know that I'm owed. But I never put it on a scale of like, oh, they make more money than me as far as athletes. I'm just on this level where I'm like, where my money at for just what I'm owed, you know what I mean, what I am worth in addition to, you know, never knowing that they didn't have to pay loans um, and this, that, and the third but, you know, wanting to have a forgiveness as well or not having a loan for being educated to what I feel like I'm paying you to pay me. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing you a service and, and you're not only giving me peanuts, but you also taking money out. Like that whole system got me up. So at this point, you know, my stance, I'm like, I'm trying to be an entrepreneur and build my business so far to where I really do not have to have any ties with this stuff. You know what I mean? Because I can't wrap my head around it, and there's no way that I can get around it unless I literally relinquish my identity to just the everyday nine-to-five work world, you know, and I'm trying to do that. But, yeah, it, it's bothersome to know some information, but like I said, it's not in my head when I'm well, working at these jobs. Go ahead. Well, let me let me, let me, let me tell you why it's in my head. Yes. I have a $70,000 loan that I have right. to pay back. Oh, right. yeah, I understand. And, you know, I just came off of being laid off in November. You know what I'm saying? So now yeah. I work for me and I work for myself. But yet and still, when they ask me for the monthly payment, right. they want nearly 500 and some change per month. Now, let's not forget, I have a shelter, over, you know, a roof over my head I have to pay. Mm-hmm. I, have, I need my gas. I need my light. You know what I'm right. saying? I need my so car, you my car the mouth. Yeah, they you want you to live through the mouth. Now, I was a teacher, and and Philadelphia teachers can't strike, but just the fact we have to strike to get a raise or strike to get a contract, you see what I'm saying, which is yeah, still okay. only going to bring us pennies on a dollar. Mm-hmm. And here these guys are doing lockouts, and they're already getting millions. Here these guys you know, sit out in addition game. to what you're saying, Mr. Controversy, I do believe that 
if there are not enough of a people, not us, because I don't think that I had a position in that regard, that are in power, that have had a powerful position as far as, like, you know, a teacher or, or a lawyer or a doctor or a police officer or, you know, veterinarian, those people who have a background that people would really understand, like, and have some respect from that are speaking. Because sometimes, you know, I was watching the show and it was like, yo, you don't got enough faces. You don't got enough people to know you or enough recognition or endorsement of, you know, your qualification. So it's like I feel like some of the people who could, you know, create this this bond and this bridge are, are, don't have, you know, a big enough voice. You know what I mean? As a teacher, you know, knowing more teachers and passing out flyers of, you know, okay, we about to meet here and let's see how many people are with this movement to, like, you know, create that. And where does that come from? A fear. And uh, us being so fucked up and so backed up on bills and so backed up on loans and so backed up on this, that, and the third that we can't even try to fight the fight that is in front of us because the fight that's in front of us is in front of us. It's so weird because it's like it all goes hand in hand and it's a chain. So I know that, like, you know, when we have these conversations on here, myself too, I'll be like, yo, I'm ready. Then the next day, I got a bill. Then the next day, somebody need money. Then the next day, I'm late on my bill. You know what I mean? So those things end up coming in front of my revolution wall. And that's like, it, that is what they keep us doing. They, they like keep us in this cycle because they do. One hand washes the other. Like, I can't be in this revolutionary walk if my lights is getting ready to get turned on, baby. I got to go. You know what I mean? So it's like, damn, you damn as you do, you damn as you don't, but I got hope. I have a dream, y'all. I swear I do. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Only but, you, Lady C. Only you. Firecracker, <laughs> um, you were saying something? No, no, that wasn't me. I was listening. Yeah. No, you were saying something about, uh, you know, it not mattering to you because, you know, you're going to feed your children regardless. Yeah, no, she said that thing. She said it. Yeah, I mean, you know, my, my, I'm not convicted about what they make. You know, what you make is what you make. Good for you. Like, I don't covet, covet what they, what, what they get. What's, what's for me is for me. You know, and 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 let's speak. Let's let me speak bluntly. If I was supposed to be Sophie Rich, then that's what I believe that I would be. I'm not saying that I'm so rich. I'm not saying I'm broke. What I'm saying is that I'm comfortable. Do I attain for better? Absolutely. Why? Because what I get is not about me. What I get is about the future. And that future encompasses my children, my children's children, and their children. So if I keep that mindset and I teach that to my children, then I don't worry about anything. Because tomorrow's going to come, and the bills are going to come. And either I'm going to pay them or I'm not. And either we're going to eat or we're not. I haven't had many days where I went hungry for lack of, lack of, for, for lack of food. I might have went hungry because I just didn't feel like getting up to cook. So I'm not destitute. I'm not concerned about what another man or woman makes. Do I think they make too much? Yeah. Do I think it's disproportionate? Yeah. But am I concerned about how much they make? No, I'm not. Now, how do you feel? What my question is: What do you feel about the statement that I said, as far as you know, what if if 
if the mindset, let's say our mindset is on the same level, I'm assuming, like, as far as just wanting to, you know, be more vocal and education, um, you know, give more education about, you know, what's going on. If you I, I, could, if I'm, I'm trying to get the statement, I'm asking it to both of you. If you okay. could change, if you could um, do something more, what would it be? Like, if you could do something more to be more effective on how you put the education out there about what's going on with our people and what's going on in the community, in the in the the country, you know what I mean? Like, how, what steps could you take that could put that message out there more? And I want to ask myself the question because I think that it's something that will assist all of us. Like, we're always on the phone and we talk about it so often, and I'm saying, like, for us that we're on the phone and we know that this is something that needs to happen, how do we together be like, all right, let's do this? Like, how we, like, what can we do more of? How can we do flyers? Like, we all in the same area. Like, is it a desire to do, put more information out there and educate our people more about, you know, their rights and, and, and their culture and who, who they are? Well, I'm going to answer it like this. Okay. Number one, just because I left the classroom don't mean that I left the building. Um, on point three sixty youth mentor program is how first of all I I I I do what society do, which is I'm going after the youth because that's the future. That's who they're trying to plague, that's who I'm trying to persuade. You see what I'm saying? So I go into the youth and try and change or redirect their mindset first and foremost. Um, I was blessed to meet up with DJ Philly Joy, who she and I are now um, with On Point uh, 360 Youth Mentoring Program. We're now going to take it to the adults and do a um, Back to Basics Empowerment uh, Workshop <laughs> with our people. Dope. So this is how I'm contributing and giving back and trying to get us back on the right track. Also, um, I spoke with another sister um, from out in uh, Jersey, Al Chiwe, um mm-hmm. with the, the, the Girls Like Us, uh, a girl like you or, or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I forget what it's called, but, yeah, um, Girls Like You, um, Inc. She, uh, we're meeting up to team up because we're going to put something together as well. So one thing that I always say is I don't just talk the talk, I walk the walk. You know what I mean? So I try and get, like, On Point 360. I mean, On Point also has a workshop for first-time home buyers. You know what I mean? People who want to buy a home for the first time. We're trying to put that information out there. However, here's the thing. I'm doing it because it starts with me. And I follow that model of myself now. If I know then what I know now, so mm-hmm. since I know it now, if I even though it might be a little late, not it, it's never too late but it might be late in the game for me, I'm learning it. So it might take me a little longer to get to these people, to get to where I'm trying to get these people at. It might take a little longer for me because I didn't learned it so late in the game where I'm trying to now give it to these people so they don't have to learn late in the game. You know what I mean? So it starts with me. I can't help nobody else until I help myself. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, this is one of the things that we as a people don't do as well. We don't share information. You know what I mean? If I, I, I spoke to a sister today 
because I ultimately want to start my own school. I spoke with a sister today. She spoke to someone she knew, and she said, all right, I have some information for you tomorrow on how to do it from the lady who just started her own. I said, cool. So we don't share information, you know what I mean? And that's one of the problems. So what I'm trying to do now is pass out the information as I get it, you know what I mean, to help others be just as successful or more successful than what I am or what I could be. You see what I'm saying? So, and, mm-hmm. and as far as, and real quick to touch on Firecracker's comment, with me, it's not about covenanting what they're making. And I know you didn't say that, that that's what it is with me. I'm just saying, with me, it's not about covenanting what they're making. With me, it's the value of, of principle. You know what I'm saying? When you put more dollars and cents on entertainment than you do on education, that's a problem. When you put more dollars and cents into entertainment than you do employment, that's a problem. Because without your employees, your business cannot thrive. Without a teacher, you don't have employees at all. You see what I'm saying? Or athletes, for that matter. So my thing, again, I'm a man about principles. So the value, this country is always talking about the value of something, but they don't value anything in itself. They don't value education, so why would children value education? You see what I'm saying? So that's what it is for me. I Personally, you're right. I don't care what they make either. You know what I mean? But I do care when it comes to I have to fight to get a raise, and you ain't do nothing to get all of that except for run, jump, kick, pass, and catch. That's <laughs> a problem, and I played football. I love football to death. I turned down Delaware University and the Phoenix Cardinals when they were in Phoenix, the NFL team, who told me to go to Delaware State because I had my, my son at 18. I turned that down, and I was trying to, you know, be the next big rap star, you know, with DJ Chill. And I turned that down because my father left me, and I wasn't about to do the same to my son. So subconsciously, I just didn't care about football. I cared about my son. I chose my son. So if I had to struggle to make ends meet, to take care of my son, to be in his life, then that's what I was going to do, and that's what I did, and that's what I do with all my children. I didn't even think about, well, once you go to the league, you can provide for him more. I didn't care about that because that meant I had to be out of his life until I got from the league or got into the league. You know what I'm saying? And I just didn't want to sacrifice that because my father left me. So I wasn't going to repeat that process. You know what I mean, that that's just the, 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 my spell on the covenant, what they make, and it's, the, it's a value principle to me. But, Firecracker, I believe she asked you the same question. What are we okay. Can you repeat that, dear? T? Lady T? I think she may have had this uh, rollout, but... Her question was basically, and here goes Southeast Texas. You want to hear something? Want to hear something, Firecracker? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Give it to me, man. We know who you are. Hey, how are you guys tonight? Great show. Oh, fine. How are you? Doing good, Mr. Nigger. Yeah. How about that? Yes. Just here listening to the good old nigger show. Yeah, how about that, nigga? 
Yeah, that's right, Mr. Nigger. Nigger, 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 nigger. I like this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up, hold up, DJ Till. Do that oh, make you feel darn. good? Do that make oh, you feel wait a minute, good? Wait a minute, wait a minute. DJ who? DJ no nigger? Do that make you feel good? Yes, yes, I feel great. Uh, such great weather. Uh, yeah, good. Have a uh, good how about day, those Ray cowboys, Ray. huh? Hello. Uh, yeah, this is he, he called him on, on my show last week, and um, this wow. is this is this is this is what I I like. Lady T is back. <laughs> Lady T, what's up? Yo, that's crazy. No, it's not. That's what he's Meanwhile. supposed to do. <laughs> I wanted to ask. I wanted to say something, man. Dad, man, you know I play with them all day, every day. I know, chill. No, yeah, we, that's fun. Not, we're not. We're not going. We're not going to entertain him. We're not going to entertain him. We're going to let him continue to listen. You know, we're going to let him continue to listen. But this is Southeast Texas calling. I told you one of the races the most racist state in this country. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. well, this is okay, one listen, of the reasons. Listen, this is all I have to say to that. Lauren Hill had a song out some years ago. It didn't make it big, you know, because it was when Lauren was going through her transition and everybody was trying to say she was crazy when a woman was really finding herself. Right. And the song is called I Find It Hard to Say. And it says, I find it hard to say that everything is all right. Don't look at me that way, like everything is all right, because my own eyes can see through all your false pretenses, but what you fail to see is all the consequences. You think our lives are cheap and easy to be wasted, as history repeats, so foul, you can taste it. And while the people sleep, too comfortable to face it. His life is so incomplete and nothing can replace it. And while the people sleep, too comfortable to face it. Our lives so incomplete, and nothing can replace it. Fret not thyself, I say, against these laws of man, because like the Bible says, his blood is on their hands. And all I got to say is rebel. Yeah, that song, her, her unplugged, is, is real dope. That was, that was a song, perfect Lord. song to I say. Yeah, yeah. You listen, know what? I'm listen, gonna say that. I appreciate this conversation. And I wanted to give the, you know, give my piece before I go, you know, because I didn't want to leave without giving my piece. That was just crazy just now. But, well, um, you can't, you can't go without. Uh, uh, Firecracker wanted you to re-ask the question, and you have to tell the people how they could find you. Oh, oh, my question was Firecracker was, um, you know, for all of us, you know, we we're always on the phone, and because we're all on board with, you know, just being on the same page with educating our um, community, our kids, our uh, adults, ourselves about our um, our culture. And um, I asked what it is that we can do better to be more informative, you know what I mean, to educate more, whether it be passing out flyers or, you know, whatever. But, you know, Mr. Controversy spoke and he said that it's something that he does. And I wasn't saying it to say that you don't do it, but because we are all hosts, you know, for people to know what it is that, you know, we're doing as activists, not just talking about it, but it is something that we do in our everyday lives also to educate our people as well. That that we approach it with, with no fear, you know, no fear of retribution, right. no fear of, of disillusionment. Like, everybody's not going to get it, and that's clear. Right. 
by what just occurred. Everybody's not going to stand with us. Everybody's not going to be in agreement. Okay, my issue might not be your issue, but my issue is my people's issue. So, no, I'm not afraid to take the young man who's out on the corner and, and they getting ready to fight. I'm not afraid to jump in the middle of it and say, no, we're not doing this. And to sit mm-hmm. them down or sit whoever's de- whoever is willing down and hear what I have to say. No, I'm not afraid to go out on a street corner and talk to them. No, I'm not. So right. that that's what we have to become. We have to become fearless. We have to become fearless and say to hell with whoever is not in agreement with what I'm doing. Your cause is not my cause, apparently. Mm-hmm. Apparently. So right. if, if, if it comforts you to call up and, and, and say, nigger, 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 rock out. Right, but you want to eat your out, brother. You gonna eat the word. You gonna eat your words. Oh man, it was a words. time. It was a time when I would have spazzed out and blacked out on on this dude. But um, you know, oh, one of the one of, one of the other hosts, really? one of the other hosts on the other network, um, said to me the other day because he heard it and he said, "You know what? That's how you know." when your network is going somewhere and you, you, you almost there because you want to get that. You know what I'm saying? Because, wow. Now, to answer, to answer your question, though, yeah, you have, you're you're arriving. But to answer your question, anger. Anger. I'm already angry about this country and all the lies I was taught and everything that, that I have to go through and endure as a black man. I'm already angry, so... At one point, I was uncontrollably angry. Well, right. now it's just a little more controlled. So when he's saying now, I know who the true nigga is. So I don't get, you know, upset and I don't get angry. You know what I mean? Because I know he's ignorant. But again, this is what I also know about the Caucasoids in this country. They are right. so shallow that they're easily brainwashed and all in the name of patriotism, and they really believe that this is their country. They really believe that this is their land. They really believe the lies that they tried to get everyone else to believe. True. You see what I'm saying? So now that I know what I know, I don't even get angry like that now because I know who the true nigga is. I was going to sing a song, but I'm not going to do it. Cause it was no, he's he gone now. He's gone now. Right. He just likes to come in and try and stir up something. And he ain't do nothing. You, he ain't, ain't moving nobody, nobody over here. He ain't nobody. Listen, ain't moved no mountains. I'm going to head out. Out It's Lady T. You already know. I'm going here every Tuesday from 9 to 10 p.m. on the show, Tell Me Something Good, where we discuss everything from business to bedside. So if you got something that you want to talk about, come to my show tomorrow. Tune in at 9 o'clock. The number is the same, 724-444-7444, and my PIN number is 143-874. That's a lot of fours, so you shouldn't forget it. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the show was awesome, you know what I mean? And it's always dope. It's good hearing from, you know, all the hosts that are educated. I love to be a part of such a group of people who, who are so conscious, you know what I mean? So love, love. I'll holler at y'all.
Word. Peace and power, queen, and we love having you. Good night, night, Firecracker. Tell the people where they can follow you and listen to you, Firecracker. Yes, you can catch me tomorrow from 5 to 7 p.m. on Talk Shoe Radio, Sound City Radio. Um, the show is Butterflies, Fire, and Ice, and I am Firecracker. And our topic tomorrow is going to be what's not to talk about, the current event. What's on your mind? Come and air it out. You can come and air it out by dialing 724-444-7444. Again, 724 724- Four 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 seven four four four. You're gonna press ten one four three nine two three pounds. Press one pound to listen and start to talk. Wow. Well, we thank you for coming on as well. And as always, we thank all of our hosts that came in. Um, we thank all of our callers and our listeners, um, those who spoke and those who just listened. We thank you all for coming in and tuning in. The Straight Talk on On Point Radio with your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. And um, only here will you find the racist callers calling and, you know, do what they do. And we love it. We welcome it because it just shows their true colors and their true light. Um, That being said, we're going to take it down. And I'm going to leave y'all with my MO, my song, my people. Always on point. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.